0: Hola, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of Sasson Sessions. Today I have royalty with me, the queen. I'm going to let you introduce yourself.
1: Hey, guys. It's Tavia, um, also known as the queen of the year sports show, um, and amongst other things. So thank you so much, my darling, for having me on tonight.
0: Thank you for coming on. Mm-hmm. I every time I catch myself in my episodes, I'm always like I'm so excited to have this. And I'm just like because I'm excited to have all my guests honestly. Cause it's just like, you know, it's it takes a lot of time. Especially when you're so busy. It's just like cause like I think my last episode Yeah, my last episode I did the COVID session with um Drizzy from Kentucky. And we just kept like it was either he was with the kids or I was like I didn't feel well and it was just something. So I'm excited.
1: Likewise, I'm always
0: gonna say I'm always excited. That's
1: good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> but
0: today we're gonna be talking about the d word that people don't like to talk about. The d- divorce. Ooh. And I've been there. That's You've been there. Been there. <laughs> And it's just, like, honestly, I think everybody goes through their own phases of divorce. And I don't think I had an out-out, like, a phase where I just kind of walled out. I'm not that type of person. But I know some people that do. Like, they get divorced, and it's just like, I'm single.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) It's so weird. Because, like, going through a divorce is like going through a grieving process, And Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, like, there are series of reasons why we go through it. Like, we could always point to one singular event as, like, the breaking point. But when you reflect back on it, especially if you set yourself apart from it, you realize it was a series of events, a series of things that, you know, led to the ending. And I really didn't have a wild-out phase. I was already in a relationship
0: so was I. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, me and my me and my ex-husband, we separated in October. I had met someone maybe a month later. hmm And he and I had a really good bond. It was like a really, it was like an extended rebound. Okay. But it was somebody, it, it was so weird that we started dating, I would say, December. We met in November, started dating in December, and we broke up. Kid, you not this like two days after my divorce was finalized.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it
1: was good to have the distraction. Yeah, so I mean? um,
0: I separated with my ex-husband March second of twenty eighteen, and then Dre and I started talking in April, I think. Something wow. like that. So it gave me, like, almost a month, two months type of thing. Right, right, We stood for each other for such a long time. But I remember, like, I was 26, I think, something like that, 26, 27. And I just remember going through, like, a lot of emotion. I was just crying a lot, like, who's going to want somebody that's 26 and divorced? And my marriage only lasted a year.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. But That's I was amazing. with him for about five years.
1: So, altogether, six years mm-hmm. of life with someone. Yeah. I definitely get it. I mean, a little bit. I met, mine was my, one of my childhood friends. He was a family member of hers. Um, Me and we met, uh, I was like 21. He was much older than me, like almost 10 years older than me. He had a lot of experience already. I was not mentally prepared, Mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally prepared for what I was about to embark on. You know, it had already started off with nonsense and BS. You get what I'm saying? But I was too young to really see what was happening or the type of manipulation that I was under, you know,
0: Mm.
1: not having my needs met as a woman. And, you know, when you're 21, 22... Your needs as a person evolve as you evolve with yes. time. Yes. And um, we got pregnant. It was just a lot. of. It was a lot. Like, he was lying from the beginning. He had already had someone. He, was, he lied and said he was single. He wasn't single. He was living with someone, making it seem as if he was like, oh, well, we together for the kid. And not together, but, like, we live together for the kid. And then he lied and said that he was living with a friend. Like it was like a whole big thing. So when we finally got to like when we finally like moved in together, I was pregnant. We got married. We were already like back and forth for like three years at this point.
0: Uh
1: And uh, we got married, and my marriage lasted four years, four and a half years, and then. Um. It was just like a, a breakdown of so many different things. Like I was maturing and I feel like I got married too young. Mm-hmm. That's number one. I felt like the age difference definitely played a role in it, even though like he was still doing nonsense that didn't, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't like conducive to what a healthy marriage is supposed to be. A lot of stuff came out later down the line, even up to last year that fully gave me the 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 breadth of how deceptive he was you get what i'm saying and yeah. i i try to be really careful with the words that i use because we we share a child and um i never want my child to feel like i'm going to badmouth her father yeah the other person who created her so mm-hmm. it's like You know, um, it's a terrible divorce is terrible. There's no way, you know, you, you don't go into marriage thinking that you're going to get divorced. Mm -hmm. We don't always get into marriage for the right reasons. Um, the woman I was at 24, you know, I had a whole lot. I had just started my master's degree. I wanted to travel. I wanted to do different things. And his method of thinking is that if I, I was obviously, like, losing interest in him because I was gaining more interest into myself. So, by the time, like, the deception and the cheating and the affairs happened, like, we were already, like, broken. Right. So, it was... It's
0: it's so crazy because for me, I was actually talking about... So, this day that we're actually recording is four years ago I got married. So February 25th of 2018, uh, 2017.
1: I got married uh, February 2008 as well. Wow. Yeah.
0: So um, like this morning I woke up and I was a little like out of it. And it has nothing to do with like missing him because I don't miss him. But, you know, you kind of think of like, wow, like I got married one time and then it was supposed, it was supposed to be something that we committed to. And then right. they fell apart. Right. So right. But, so that's why I was kind of, like, in, like, a mood. And then, of course, you know how, like, you got Snapchat and your phone gives you, like, reminders of pictures and stuff like that. And, like, the pictures I have are, like, me and my best friend, like, in my dress. Anything with him I don't have. But I remember I was talking to my friend today. And my sister had her C-15 in 2017 and she did it in El Salvador. Cause oh. you know, our family is from there. Well, her family is from there
1: right. and they
0: can't come here. So she decided to do it over there. So my family wanted me to go. So when I spoke to my ex-husband about it, he said, no, that I couldn't go. Like I had to tell him let's go. And he, he didn't want to go. And then when I said okay, can like, can I go? And he was just like, no. And he, because his thing was just like, why would you take a vacation without me, type of thing. So I, and I get it, but at the same time, it's like I wasn't really I going for a vacation. That,
1: I don't, I don't really get that because it's like this. It felt like manipulative
0: mm-hmm.
1: to do something like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you should, yes, sisters, be
0: sixteen,
1: 15, mm-hmm. 15,
0: fifteen, fifteen, yeah, fifteen
1: And you know, either you want to go or you, or I'm going. Yeah. Either we going or I'm going. Right. Period.
0: So, my stepdad had spoke to him and he offered to pay it and that's when he was like, "Okay." So I went and when I came back, everything changed. He was different with me. I'm very big on like and a lot of couples are like this, like if we fight, like we still say I love you type of thing before we go to bed. I'm big on that, and even before, like, either I leave or he leaves, like, at least if the person is sleeping or awake, like, you still say bye and I love you, you know?
1: Yes, I get that.
0: So, he had stopped doing that in the morning and at night. Yeah. And so, you feel it. It's just, you know, how they say women have that sixth sense, whatever. Like, I felt the disconnection. He didn't want to go out as often.
1: Yeah.
0: I had to brag him for stuff even from the beginning, like, even just sex in general was, like, a brag. Like, I had to, like, you know, come on, like, we got the house to ourselves type of thing, and it was always, like, I had to make an effort, and he wouldn't.
1: Yeah, that's that's sad. That's sad. That's, women do have a sixth sense, like, mm-hmm. when you say that. Because, like, in my mind, like, I knew, like, I was being lied to and manipulated. Yeah. I guess a part of me didn't want to believe it. My mother always says that the red flags are there. Yeah. And, and we try to avoid them. We put rose colored lens over over it.
0: Yeah.
1: And um now looking back at it, I'm just like I fell for every trick in the book. You know what I'm saying? Too. That doesn't go to say and I and I feel like we had a lot of good times too. So I'm not gonna like take that away from our relationship. It wasn't seven we were together from start to finish, seven years exactly. Mm-hmm. We broke up on the day that we met. Wow. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. I feel like, you know, we never had the problem with, like, I was able to go out with my friends. I was able to to do different things. I was able to travel. And that became an issue because when um I was on a trip, a school trip, and I found somebody on my trip attractive. Now, nothing ever happened, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even get, like, I have a lot of, like, you know me, like, I'm classy, like, I'm mm-hmm. not a trashy chick, like, yeah. I don't meet somebody and just smash them, like, that, that's mm-hmm.
0: just... I'm the same way. I'm
1: mm-hmm. still the same, like, you gotta do more than look cute than to get in my pants, period. Yeah. But he took it as if, like, I did something with the guy and stuff like that, like, the guy didn't even know, like, I thought he was cute and nothing. Mm-hmm. So it was embarrassing, and that changed the trajectory of our relationship, but... I feel like when men act like that, it's because they're hiding the bullshit they're doing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I c- come to find out he was still cheating the whole time. You know, he never, you know, he never played me straight. So it's like he's lucky I wasn't that type. <laughs> like, yeah. And then the way he cheated in such a disgusting way, but oh, no. yeah, disgusting way. And nobody didn't deserve. To be done that dirty, but the good thing about it is, like, I did. I was like, you know what? This is it. Like, I never knew about the cheating and stuff before. I know now, and I can't take you back. Like, I can never. He tried several times, and even up until like a couple, a few years ago now. I'm, I don't want to lie on his name. Up until about six, seven years ago, he was still like make a little passing comments in the, the third, and it's just like, you know, you had your chance. You know, and it is what it is. I, and I hold really, and, and I mean this with my heart of hearts, like, I hold no malice towards the demise of our relationship because I feel like the woman who I am now, he wouldn't even know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. part, of it, and none of it has anything to, to do with that trauma from that. Um, I feel like I had no business in a situation like that. Like, I have a daughter. And I think of what I would want my, what type of situation I would want my daughter to be in. And I'm like, you know what? I need to honor myself.
0: Yeah.
1: I know what I bring to the table. Like, I'm pretty, I'm smart, I'm driven. I have a good career. I always had my education. So it's just like, why would, I wanted somebody to be with me so bad that like, I sacrificed, like, I went below. And I would say like, Divorce, a lot of us we mourn the end of a relationship before it actually ends. So by the time it's over, you've already gone through all emotions. Yep. Like I went through the the crying hysterically phase because you don't want things to fall apart. You go through the phase of, you know, we gotta we have a kid together, so we're gonna pull it together for the kid. And you go through a phase of you know, am I bugging? Is it me? Did I do something <laughs> wrong? You know, I didn't stay in that phase that long because I always had a strong sense of self. Okay. So that was not the phase that I stayed in long. I stayed in the phase of if you're not going to do the right thing, leave me alone. If you're not going to do the right thing, leave me alone. But that's still not enough. You have to draw a line. And I'm proud of myself because a lot of women, you know what I'm saying? They'll say that they're going to leave and they know they've been doing wrong. And you know they'll lay up with a Debbie that don't take care of their kids. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, I don't
0: know if you if you're a fan of uh, Medea. Yeah. Did you see the uh the funeral one?
1: No, I didn't see that one yet. haven't time, like I'll be all over the place, girl. That one
0: is so. I mean, I love I love Perry. That's that's my man. But this one like this goes with the topic so well. Yeah. Because you know, whoever hasn't seen it like I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the 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 father in the movie passes away mm-hmm. and the mom is there like not grieving. She had Medea prepare the funeral, identify the funeral, I mean, identify the body and but no grief, no nothing. And her kids were like, why, you know, maybe this is just her way and da 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 And then towards almost the end of the movie, she says, like, he's done their, her wrong for years. He threw her on the street. And she said, yeah, we was too little to even know all this story.
1: I would But know. It,
0: it's basically, like, she's just been through so much shit yeah. that she only stood with him because he was there to help the family out. Cause she didn't yeah. have an education, she didn't have nothing yeah. to help her out with the kids, and yeah. like you said, there's so many people, so many women stay in a marriage because they're just like, they don't mm-hmm. have an education mm-hmm. or they don't have a job, and they're just like, you know, who's gonna help me with my kid if I leave?
1: Yo, let me tell you something. You know why I never use that, right? I have, I have two sets of grand, I have two grandmothers, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One, my grandparents have been married. 63 years. That's awesome. But she, my grandmother worked and they they provided a life, both of them, not just one. And my mom's mom, who I uh, was in complete awe of, she didn't take no shit from men. Mm-hmm. She raised her kids on her own because she didn't take nonsense from, like my grandfather tried to put her through bullshit, and she didn't take it. And I'm like, my grandmother did it with nine kids and raised her kids' kids, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if she could do it, like, I can do it. Like, I wasn't going to stop And I know that I wasn't completely a victim, meaning that I engaged in the, the verbal fisticuffs, the verbal bullshit, the back and forth, the the this, when I knew that I wanted out. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you know, the begging and the pleading and the, oh, my God, I'm a change. And, you know, you need to do this. And then I'm just like, you know what? He may have a point, but I know, and I'm strong on my own. Like, I know that I am at least 80 to 85 percent of what a man would need or want in their life. So if you can't rise up and be that for me, then at this point, like, we don't have nothing to talk about. Yeah, like, I did all the things that a wife is supposed to do. I accepted his children as my own. I took the bullshit from his family. His family treated me with such disrespect and I gave that disrespect right back.
0: Mm-hmm. I, you I feel you
1: And how he lied and he said that he lied to me and other women and then the family, like his family, just blamed me. And it was just like, wait, what? Like, There's two sides to a story, always. And what would make you think that he was just that Don Juan, that I lost my motherfucking mind and was just like, oh, I'm going to forget about all my morals. And my ex-husband and I were together for years,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: for years, seven years, I would say. And the divorce process was hard. Just legally unbinding yourself to someone is not an easy process. It's easy to
0: get married. But it's so hard it's to
1: get divorced. To get it's easy to get married, but it's so hard to get out of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We separate the day after we separated. I went to a divorce lawyer immediately and one okay. of the process. Um, I didn't ponder. I didn't, you know, and you know, to be honest with you, what I remember is that we had a very peaceful divorce signing. We went to lunch together. And oh, wow. The yeah. And you would think, in the midst of all the drama, all the the BS, the the back and forth, the the, tech, the essay text messages, you did this, but you did this, but you did this. We signed the papers very peacefully and it still took like seven, eight months for the divorce to be final. And I was just fiending just to be single because yeah. God forbid, you don't want nothing to happen to you. And then this person is in charge of everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that was oh, my yeah. concern. Like if God forbid... I got sick. Mm-hmm. This person who I don't even like, who I don't really rock with like that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and even vice versa. They're in charge of your decisions, even though like I I don't feel like he would have done me grimy because we do have a kid together. But if you broke the tenants of marriage, and that's supposed to be your your when you marry somebody, this supposed to be your best friend. This was yeah. that you're supposed to have the most loyalty to, and if you if the level the love of your life. And Mm -hmm. if you can't honor that, like, you can't honor anything.
0: Period. Yeah. It's so true because um, my uncle passed away uh, about five years ago. And when he was in the ICU in critical conditions, they were talking to his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And I don't really get along with his girlfriend at that time. Even now because there's just a lot of shit in my life that's going on. But um I heard her saying, like I heard the nurses talking to her and like, okay, we need you to make a decision by such and such. And I was just like, so when she walked away, the girlfriend, I spoke to the nurse. And I was like, That's not his wife. Oh, but she said that that's that she's her the, the the wife. And I said, No, they're not married. He's legally married to his wife they never got divorced but that is not her they right. said really and i said yeah i said her name is such and such and i don't have her contact information none of the family has her contact but i know somebody who does just because i didn't want i didn't want that that type of way and i knew that she she didn't really have any bad blood with my uncle because they had a kid together as well right You know, occasionally they would talk, you know, and of course that was always his, that's his high school love, more like junior high school love. Yeah. And then, so I knew she wasn't going to do anything wrong, but I was also not going to leave it to his girlfriend. So they finally spoke to her, whatever. And she said, I listen. we haven't been together in years, so I don't want to make any decisions. Can I grant it to his parents? And they said, yes, if as long as it's coming from you and you're giving authorization, we can put it on for his parents. And that's that's what they did. So I was like, okay, good. You know, because regardless, I knew she that was her. Like I said, that's her her son's father. And she wasn't going to do nothing that her son will eventually be like, what you do to my dad? You know,
1: of course, of course. And the thing is, like, of course, I feel like, all right, the relationship part is done. right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like it is what it is. I remember I would I would have never like if God forbid knock on what you know, I don't wish harm on anyone, no matter how I feel about them or whatever. But like I would never play the manipulative game. Like I think because I've always been quiet, like I never end my, my grievances out on social media. I still, you know, I'm so far removed. This happened so long. Like I've been divorced now. Eight years. Okay. And um, if he and I would have been together still, we would have been together at this point was well, 17 years. So this is ancient stuff. So it's like, yeah. I would have preferred for us to have been better co-parents than better husband and wife. Um, mm-hmm. I think that when a situation like your aunt, your uncle, right? As a wife, I would, like you said, I would never want to make a decision that would take him away from his children you know, not even, like, his girl or whatever. Like, I don't care about none of that. Like, I think as a mother first and what I will want somebody to do for my child. I have yeah. a child here coming out in the world. So I try to think of that basis and kids always end up paying for the sins of their parents. And I didn't want my daughter to pay for those sins.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I made... Two years that I've been divorced, Um, it was a roller coaster ride because when we separated, I was like, I have a bad habit putting the blame on everything on myself. Mm
1: -hmm. So I
0: make everything is my fault. I also, that's how I grew up. Like everything was just your fault. So I was trying to fix it and I was willing to be whatever he wanted me to be. Like I did the same thing, like you were saying, the how the duties of a wife, but he wanted more of like he didn't have to do anything, you know. I believe in partnership, and he didn't, you know. And the, when we were dating, because everybody was like, you didn't realize this when you guys were dating. I was just like, no, because he was a different person when we dated.
1: He he he. Became- Turned into the person he always was when you guys are married. Yes. When you're dating somebody, you know you always see the best parts of them. You don't really know someone until mm-hmm. you live together. And to be honest with you, too, even with my marriage, like the first couple of years, we had a we had a decent time. We were like, I was getting my master's, he was starting his business. You get what I'm saying? I thought that this was like the blueprint that we were going to be able to kind of build our life upon. You know, me elevating him, elevating, and we meeting and, and doing this. We started the business together. Mm-hmm. Like when we raised our kid together, we raised some of his kids together. And we would hang out with my friends. We'd have fun at home. We play video games. Like we did a lot of stuff together. Yeah. So I'm not gonna be like everything was all bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When it was good, it was good. When it was bad, it was bad. And then after a while, like Mhm. The good outweighed the bad, and it just turned into a, a crappy situation. Yeah. But um, to say that like the last year was kind of toxic, but other than that, like it was like the run of the mill. And I will always kind of give him props because my grandmother, the same when I was talking about, she passed away, uh, 2010, and seeing him be there for my family during our time of need and being that what he was at that time was the person who I always thought of him being able to be, of course, like, you know, he was there for us. He was there for me. Our daughter fell sick at the same time too, which is fucking nuts. Like my grandmother died and then we were in the ICU with my daughter. Like two wow. days. no joke. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: having him there to navigate that, I, will be forever grateful. Now, I um, I get what you mean. I feel like he tried to do that for me. Like what you did with the, I think he was trying to, you know, he tried to do more. He tried to to give more. And at that point, I was so resentful of yes. all the other things that we had gone through that I felt like I didn't deserve. Like, I feel yeah. like, you know, the manipulation and everything, like, from the past. And it was it was too, the, the shit was too high for my boots to
0: come. Yeah, like, that's how it was with him. Because, like, I was ready to do whatever he wanted me to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he just kept pushing me down. And it was not just, like, like, a push me away type of thing. It was more like he was literally, my self-esteem was pushing me down. And at that moment, while we having that conversation, I was just like, in my mind, I was just like, "The, f- it's wrong with you. Like, you're better than this. And I basically was just like, fuck you and fuck off. And then I left. And after that day, it was literally maybe like three weeks. I mean, sorry, not three weeks, uh, like four days that we had that conversation. After that, I wasn't crying as much, but I was still hurting And so I was in my first semester of college and I had stopped going because I was just so depressed. Yeah. And I spoke to one of my professors and she was super like, she's the reason why I kept going to school because she was like, I know what it feels like. You feel like your whole world is destroyed. And because you're young, you're just like, nobody wants me type of thing. Right. And she was like, but you're better than that. And I say, staying home is not going to help you with the depression she said try to come here and even if you just get to the door of the uh, of the classroom and you leave at least you got out of the house yeah and i was just like okay
1: hello oh. i'm still here i'm sorry me- oh,
0: okay. It's okay. so after that like it helped me push forward but i was still kind of like Trying to figure my life out if I wanted to stay with him or not. And then we decided that we were going to go through the divorce. Then he was supposed to file. He said, because he's closer to the courts, like he'll pick it up, whatever. Okay. Then he just kept stalling and stalling and stalling. Then he said, I kept hitting him up about the divorce. Then he said, Oh, like our, the friend that, that, more of his friend and my friend um, works for the court system now. Like he can just hype, like do it for us. And then i just have to pay for it. And I said, okay, no problem. Never did it. Never paid for it. He filed, never paid for it. So then I got tired. Like this was more than a year now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I got tired. And then I stopped at the court system. And I asked them, is it possible for me to file, even though he filed, but he never paid? And they said, you sure he never paid? And I said, oh yeah, I'm sure he never paid. So they said, you can start it. And if he as long as he doesn't pay for it, you can process it. So I said, okay, I did everything I had to do. And the good thing kind of is that we didn't have kids. So we didn't have to go through the whole custody thing.
1: Oh, my God. That was the worst part.
0: So every time I hear somebody that's gotten divorced and has that kids, the that's the part. whole big, that's the longer process of yes. the whole the, um, custody situation. Mm-hmm. So, and we were able to agree on, like, what I was going to take, what he was going to take. Um, Because I wasn't with him for so long, I didn't. I wasn't able to get um alimony. mm hmm and, but I told him because we filed taxes together. Still to this day, I'm still waiting on my money for my taxes. So like he was giving me portions at a time and then he stopped and I got tired of asking him for my money. And the last time I asked him, I was like, are you ever going to give me my money? And he said, maybe. And I was just like.
1: So manipulative after all yeah. that
0: time. Yeah but i still went through my process and i filed for the divorce and i filed for it like fully august of 2019 it was approved december 2019 and then when i was i had to do jury duty at that time so i was able to pick it up and finalize everything the last things in january right before covid happened
1: oh lucky you for- yeah
0: Cause Cause
1: it like,
0: yeah, because literally I think I picked up my papers January 4th of 2019. I mean what? 2020, sorry. And then my my I finished my jury duty and then COVID would set it slowly but surely appearing. So I was blessed. But it was it was hard just to get to the point to get divorced. And that's without kids. Um you know, I still had tons of stuff at his house at that point because I didn't have the space that I have now. So it's kind of like where the hell, because I was living in my grandparents' living room for two years. Mm-hmm. And you know, New York is hella expensive.
1: Everywhere now. So,
0: you know, I was just literally sleeping on the couch. And I used to tell him, I was like, you got the luxury of having, like, I left you stay with the bed because I wasn't going to take the bed where I slept with you with. Mm-hmm. You know, so that I was just like, I'm not doing that. So I stood in the couch for two years until I, I came here. But it's not an easy thing. Like, I know friends now that are in the midst of having a divorce and she's trying to figure it out because they do have kids together. But then she doesn't work. And I'm just like, you have to get yourself together. Yeah. And yep. I've been telling her that for years. I say one thing that I I would push any girl to do or any woman is to get yourself a career.
1: Well, yeah, but that's the hard. I mean, that's the hardest part.
0: I mean, even if it's like, because I know one of my friends, like she was teaching and then she had her son and then she got pregnant again. And so she was like, shit. And, you know, she was going through a lot with her old job, so she quit her job and she started, like, cooking and stuff and selling her food. So stuff like that, like, you know, that helps you a lot. Creating your own business, anything that you can do from home, you know, anything to get you some income.
1: hmm You it's know? Just so hard, uh, it's just so It's hard, so hard. It?
0: Yeah. Because, it's- you know, I, I work my job and I still like. I I do a lot. I like you know I have my income on my job, but then on the weekends I'm babysitting, and it's just like you know I get scolded a lot because I don't, I don't relax. Mm. So this week it was even my vacation week because you know we have midwinter break, and of course I did you know my one of my the families that are close to me they're like. Can you come for a few days? And I was just like, okay, you know, and I don't take any time for myself. I'm always working.
1: Oh, me too. Me too. I mean, and I'm just like,
0: but who else takes care of me but myself?
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, like for me, I was away like three for like I was talking to my sister earlier, and there was only two weekends this whole year so far that I've been home, with this being a second one. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I definitely get it. And I feel like with the process of divorce with having children, now this is the this is the thing. That's what prolonged the situation because yeah. they were like, you know, my lawyer was like, look, either you, you know, file for the child support and the custody now, or the divorce is going to take like two, three years. I was like, I was in such a, I, I just wanted to get divorced so fast. Like I just, it was like ripping off a bandaid. It was like, yeah, I want to just get it get it over with, and everybody's like, "Well, why are you rushing through the process? Are you rushing? You rushing?" I'm like, "Look, it didn't work. Will never work again. It'll, you know, they get men be like, oh, you bitter, you bitter, you bitter.' That's why you do it. that. No, it's like that's how I'm rid of you. Like, that's how I'm rid of the the legal attachment that I want.
0: Yeah, and I it with my
1: heart of hearts, and I never my,
0: my issue. Like, I'm fully divorced, but. I just have zero time to just do anything. And so legally my last name is still his last name.
1: Ugh. I never uh, I never changed my name.
0: Oh. I wish I I mean, I don't say I wish because I don't like my last name, my maiden last name because it's not my father's last name. But um I do have plans to do with my last name. That's the only reason. Because legally, I can just literally go to the social security office and be like, hey, change my last name. But I'm not really sure if my dad listens to this or not. But if he does, then now he knows. And if not, okay, I keep it a surprise. But I'm fighting to change my last name to my father's last name. Mm -hmm. So that's the only reason why it was taking so long. Because then, of course, like I said, I got divorced during COVID. And then everything was shut down. So I couldn't go downtown and be like, sign these papers and all this other stuff. So even now, like I have the paperwork, but it's just like, when do I have the time to go downtown? You know, yeah. so, but that's, that has been taking me for so long. Cause, but I'm so tired of people. I go to the doctor's office, Mrs. Sierra. Then like, stop calling me there. Just call me Amanda, I hate it.
1: No one has ever called me by my married last name. Uh Ever mhm, um, I always took pride in my name. I felt like I am my father's child that you know my my dad has me and my brother, and my brother at the time didn't have my dad's last name. he had his mom's last name, and I was the only person that had my dad's last name, and for mm-hmm. some reason, I felt like it was an honor to be a woman with your own name, okay. And um, that's why I made sure, like, even when I got my master's, like, my my I was married when I got my master's, and still had my last name. Um, I was in a, I was almost married again. You mm-hmm. remember my guy, yes. like, mm-hmm. you know my ex, and I still was not gonna change my name. We were almost like we were set to get married, the pandemic messed up everything, but we were set yeah. to be married in twenty twenty.
0: Yeah.
1: Um April of 2020 actually, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then um we used to have this debate like, oh, but why wouldn't you change your name? I said, because it's mine. It's a name mm-hmm. that I was with. But-
0: You know, I learned that because I used to take care of these girls that were half Pakistanian. And apparently women from Pakistan don't change their last name. Mm-hmm. So the mom stayed with her, her last name, and the girls are actually their name and then it's um their mom's last name and then their dad's last name. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like like they say it's their middle name because they don't have a middle name. So I'm just like, oh that's actually really cool. And she goes, Yeah, like they just say that name. Um and even when they they have kids in the future, it'll be like one of their last names with the father's last name. So I think that that's really cool. Some people do that. Some people, I think my stepmom is still legally her last name, even though she's married to my dad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's it's only, it's your choice. I've seen guys that change to the woman's last name.
1: I've seen that too. I've seen mm-hmm. that very rarely. Yeah, and it's too.
0: very rare. And just like, if anybody
1: is going through a divorce with children, I tell you, like, that is the toughest part, Right. Because, like you were saying before, you have to work through the custody, you have to work through the child support, and a lot of people don't know Mm. that in order to get divorced in New York, at least as of when I was um, going through it uh, nine years ago, um, Mm -hmm. you have to have a child support order in place. Yeah. You have to. There's nothing, there's no loophole, there's nothing. And and anytime you try to take it away, they don't let you take it away, the state picks it back up. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, that becomes a matter of contention between both yep. spouses and ex-spouses because you feel like, you know, they feel like you just, like, again, that you're trying to get back at them. You, you know, you like them, both take care of your kids. So it becomes a, a big thing. So if you could have a really, like, grown-up adult conversation without the, you know, emotions. Without well,
0: having, <laughs> Yeah. I know a lot of people that that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to compromise it Mm -hmm. within themselves because if they go through the system, it takes a lot longer just to get divorced. Yeah,
1: it takes a lot longer. Uh, Mm -hmm. It it took, I went, I'll tell you no lie, I went to the the divorce mediator the first time in 2012 and it took us almost two years to get divorced. We were already done. He was already with someone, I was already with someone, and like, you know, he was already engaged and and stuff like that, so it was just like, we had already moved on, and I was just like, I didn't want to prolong the process, and I was just like, just please, I was just ready to move on with my life, it was a chapter in my life that was over, that I look back with bittersweet feelings, of course, like with everything else, and you know, I just wanted it to be over. (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: i know some people like that get divorced and they're kind of civil um i'm that type of person that i can't stand him but um he recently they hit me up about something that i had posted and he kind of related to it and he was just like kind of talking to me he was like this is kind of weird like just talking to you about what what I've been going through, whatever, and I was just like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't like you, but, yeah, but you know, I'm not gonna say, say like, well, don't talk to me about what you're going through, type of thing, because sometimes you just need to let it out, you know? Yeah. But I think that's also my problem too. I'm a little too nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've there were situations where I've we in a perfect world we would have the most civil relationship. We'd co-parent. You know, we'd... you know, He would be accepting of my life. I'd be accepting of his. But not everything works out that way. And then that comes with maturity to kind of accept where you are with someone and just honor, like, that's... It is what it is. It may not be, like, what you imagined it to be. Like, I feel no way about anything. I feel no way. I don't even... I feel like the heartbreak that I went to through after that was tougher. Yes.
0: Than that. Like the divorce the, was easy.
1: The divorce was easy. I was already over it. Like, yeah, like me too. we were together for we were together for years. So by the time it was time to be divorced, like I had mourned the, the loss of what I thought we had, you know, coming to the realization that we weren't on the same page, coming to the realization that it wasn't what either maybe either of us wanted. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like and that's okay you get know what I'm yes. saying like I feel like and then also I realized that I got with this man I was young I'm getting divorced I'm almost 30 do I even know me do I even yeah. know myself do I even know what I want and then I jumped right into a damn relationship right after that so it's like you can't like I met someone and we really got along we had so many of the same like everything and I took that breakup much harder that one was tough. Yeah, that was a tough one. That was a tough one, and we still—he and I—we're friends to this day, which is which is freaking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I feel thing?
0: like that's kind of the same with me. Like, yeah,
1: we're friends to this day. Like, I
0: mean, we've had so much history together.
1: Yeah, I mean, so. me and this guy, me and me and my my post-divorce ex. Who mm-hmm. I would say, you know, we went away together. We had the same interests. Like he was one of the only men that taught me something. Like Mm. he taught me how to, he, we were in a similar industry. So we were young. Um, Mm. He was closer to my age. He was like only like a year older. Um, Grew up very similar, very cool guy, you know, mellow, chill, but he just wasn't ready for what I, he, we weren't ready for each other. And
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, the romantic part of it is dead, but you know, I still have a lot of respect for him because I thank him for being a welcome distraction during my divorce. I think it <laughs> would have been different. I think it would have been different, you know, going through it completely single. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going through, I mean, me and my my long-term ex, who we were together for years, we broke up um, at some point um, last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking my time now to mourn it all. Mm. Like, it's like a post-mortem. Like, what went wrong? What didn't go wrong? You know, I can't be a narcissist and be like it's all them. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> you know, I gotta look in the mirror too. Like with a situation with my marriage, like it was like legit, like eighty percent him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was older. For me, was...
0: it, yeah, like I, like I definitely. It was,
1: him. It was definitely him.
0: <laughs> it was definitely him. Yeah,
1: it was definitely him. But, but... I, wasn't, I wasn't like. I wish we could have been more civil. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: I feel like we were civil, but our, our mentalities were different. Yeah. Because he wanted me to be one way, and I was... I'm sorry, but I'm not that person that's going to submit to what you want. I'm stubborn. But also, I like I said, like I believe in partnership. So that's kind of where, like, everything just kind of collided. And kind of, like, what you said about the whole family thing, like, he was always more for his family over me. And it's always hard, like, because you can't compete with his mom, you know? Because at the end of the day, that's his mom, that's his rock. So it's just, like, how do you hell you compete against that?
1: And it shouldn't even be a competition. Like, the sad part about it is, like, the only... I had a history with his family. Mm. You guys i have known them for years. So, you know, I regret putting, I regret our relationship putting, he and I relationship putting that strain on a friendship and uh, different things and people feeling like they had the two sides, even though I've never, I tried my best to keep everybody out of the fray. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't tell everybody what was going on. I didn't tell everybody my business. I didn't tell everybody this. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, he did apparently but I didn't do that because I, it's like it's awkward enough like you it's like if I could I don't regret my daughter ever I, like my daughter's like the best part of my life and I would say that I won because I have her mm-hmm. so, and he didn't really he treated me like gold when we were together you know what I'm saying so it wasn't like I had a terrible like, oh my God, he was abusive. He was this, he was that. But it's just his core values in align with mine. Um right. I believe in certain things. I believe in in loyalty. I believe in, you know, being a person of your word. And maybe I just wasn't that person for him. And that's okay. Right. And that's and that's and that's perfectly fine. I just I I live my life in a way that we can't even live for tomorrow. We have to live for today. So if we can, if we could, have, I think it's too far gone now. But if we could have had like a civil bond throughout the years, it would have served us both better than muddled and all that stupid shit. But like, divorce is tough. It is. And then you and I both—we na- a lot of people don't navigate through that until they're in their midlife, and then mm-hmm. you know doing that shit in your quarter life, like you know. I had no business getting married before under twenty five anyway. Yeah. No business. I I feel like what I want and what I deserve and what I could bring to a table is like, you know, is yeah. It's like
0: I've said this before. I I think on here or maybe on Sasonsock. I'm not really sure, but when I first when I started my first semester of college and I took my early childhood class, they were doing you know. When you're one month old, you do these type of things. But it was saying that it's psychologically proven that you don't know exactly what you want until you're 25. And I can definitely see, like, from what I wanted when I was younger to me being 30, totally different.
1: Yeah. Like, me and my childhood best friend used to be like, oh, but, you know, I used to say, this is what I used to say. I used to say, by the time I am 25, I'm going to have one kid, mm-hmm. a marriage, and an apartment, and I'm happy. Yeah. I got all that. I'm mm-hmm. 25. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, maybe I want something more. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay to change your mind. It's mm-hmm. okay for, for both parties. Like, I don't feel like you should be in a relationship or in a marriage for someone else other than yourself. Mm-hmm. There should be part of the reason. Because you love them enough, you love them that much. You love them with a certain degree of unconditional love. Yeah. But like,
0: for me, it was it was different because, um, I grew up in church. So. I yeah, So my life, is, you know, it was everything was about the church, and you know how like when you're in a really strict church, you know you can't live with the person until you guys get married, blah blah blah. So, when I was with my ex, he was, you know, like, he would take the opportunity that he would tell me, you need to discover yourself outside of the church. And that's why I found myself so late. Because Mm -hmm. for years, you're talking about for 27 years, I just lived a Pentecostal Christian life.
1: Well, yeah, no, I wasn't that girl. I wasn't that in the church. But, like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, and. Like, I grew up with it, and don't get me wrong, like, I I love church, but I've just been through too much stuff in my church that I'm not in a church. But at the same time, I'm finding who I am without the church trying to manipulate me to what they want me yeah. to be.
1: Of course, of course. And I just feel like getting back to stigmas, right? Mm-hmm. Me and my father, best friend, we used to be like, oh, we want to get married by the time we're 25 and, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, and then you're not realizing that you need to know yourself and be one with yourself first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying Being a mother for me was natural. Falling into motherhood, that happening. I'm, I'm happy with having my daughter at the age that I did because I still feel like, you know, I'm going to be 40 in a couple of years and I'm going to have a teen, like a 16, 17 year old. So it's like, that's cool to me. Um, My daughter was the purpose for me to, you know, do better in my career, to do more, to do this. So I'm grateful for her. But I feel like being a wife is not as natural. Being a husband is not that natural because you have to manage Mm -hmm. these. Like, we all evolve. If you're not growing together, you're growing apart. Yeah. Every day that you're not growing with your partner, you're growing apart from your partner. That's not to say that you're gonna have hard times, every relationship, friendship, marriage, anything it's gonna be tough. but you know my thing was like once I knew I was done, like I should have walked away when I was done. I, and then there's this thing there and they say like God always shows you the signs when to walk away. And when you ignore them, you're going to get hurt more yep. than you were bargained for. And yeah. it's not to say that God wants you to punish or, or feel hurt. But, like, stop ignoring the red flags. Like, yeah. stop mm-hmm. seeing the red flags as a freaking... Yeah, because that, that's exactly
0: what happened with me. I saw the flags. And, of course, like, just like you were saying, I'm overthinking it. I'm just, you know, that's just me overreacting type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where that intuition kicked in and was just like, let's check the phone. Because technically the phone was mine. I I get a lot of grief. You shouldn't have checked the phone. Phone was mine. It's under my name. So I do what I want. So when I checked that, person's name and it's so crazy because he had a lot of different text messages but for whatever reason i clicked that name Mm -hmm. and i don't know if i said this story before but he kept talking about this person with me as a dude
1: oh gosh
0: because they worked together and then the person left to go to a different uh job and they were saying, like, he he kept saying, like, he, he's going to have his graduation, blah, blah, blah. He invited me. Okay, cool. Go ahead and have fun. Hey, we're going to go out for drinks. Okay, cool. Go have fun. And so when I clicked that thing, I think in my mind was like, let's see what the guys talk about type of thing. And I realized it was a female.
1: Oof.
0: And it was just like, after that, it was just like I said, today... Four years ago is when I got married. And then March 2nd is when I found those sex messages.
1: Oh my God. So it's like we
0: made a year, a few weeks later, boom, everything happened.
1: And it's it's just sad because like you just never want to be done dirty like that. Like
0: yeah.
1: and you know, it was just. Certain certain things just got too messy and it's just like it's it's not embarrassing for me because I was the wife. So it's like if anything it should be embarrassing to you. He didn't say like yeah. one told you, you know, we were married legally. Like I was he was my husband, I was his wife. I wasn't no play play wife. I wasn't no, oh, we'll be together. I, we weren't hood married. We were married.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah you say this is my wifey and then there's no yeah, documentation you know, saying
1: that this is yeah. your or wife. You just, or even telling some imagine telling another woman, Oh, I only married her to get you mad. Do you know that's the most asinine thing you could say to someone mm-hmm. so you want to make a lifetime commitment with someone else? Not want to divorce them because you mad you want to make another woman mad. Like the stuff like make it make sense. You get know what I'm saying? Yes. And like I think with me, right? I had dated someone when I was 14 to 16, he was tragically murdered. Oh, I dated nice. someone when I was 19 to 17 to 19, he was also tragically taken away. Wow. So when I met him, I was already I felt like losing guys that that you know I was in relationships with had matured me to so it hardened me. Mm-hmm. It matured me. I thought it matured me, but in in a, in a essence, I was still young, and you know, still trying to figure myself out, still trying to figure out who I was, just as a person, um, as a young adult coming into this, you know, coming young woman coming into adulthood, and I met him. You know, he was every he was someone. I was someone who, you know, was a survivor of you know sexual assault. So mm-hmm. meeting someone who was very, you know, you know, chest sticking out, a man's man, you know, and someone who seemed like they didn't take no shit. Someone who was very sure of themselves, very confident, very protector. Like, like that would be someone that I'd be attracted to. You get what I'm saying? So I get it. I made peace with why he was the choice that I made. And, um, and I, and to be honest with you, like, what I went through with him, I would have went through with somebody else. So it's just like, <laughs> you know, but I I was a, a firm believer of, you know, when you meet someone and that's the first person you do things with, you know, you should stick with them. And, you know, I, I was really traditional when it came to certain things. And then, um, shit, it is what it is. Yeah. It is I what it is.
0: Day.
1: We live and we learn. We live and we learn. Yes. and And if I I have any advice for anyone who's under 30 considering marriage, um, really, really think long and hard about if this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. If you can't imagine being without them in any capacity, a friend, they have to be your person. And you have to be developed outside of that.
0: Yeah. Or else
1: you're going to get divorced. (laughs) Yes.
0: listen yeah. it's so crazy because like you know when you get divorced mm-hmm. your mentality is like okay we ain't doing this again like we ain't going through this process all over again
1: i was never scared of getting divorced again i don't my friends say they say i'm weird i'm like it's really just, it don't work it don't work like what are you gonna do force it Like, <laughs> you, you're gonna force it to work like
0: i know that I, I can't remember what episode it was but Janelle and I had spoken about like marriage, mm. and at one point I did one. I did consider getting married again, mm-hmm. but now I'm just like I don't know because I feel like you can not you get to the point where you can't. You get tired of getting that hurt, and you're tired of the, going through that grieving. And it's just like no. I don't know. I have to like I have to kind of like when regular, we do the same.
1: You go through that with regular situations like. I, you know, I'm a person like, you know, I'm normally reserved. I don't really like put my, my business out there ever, you know what I'm saying? But it's not because I'm ashamed of anything that I went through because I just, you know, I just shy away from public forums like that. Um, but my last breakup was the hardest breakup I had ever went through, bar none. I'm still reeling from my, my breakup still, Mm -hmm. still. Mm -hmm. And it's been a while now. It's been over a year. Oh, shit. It's been over. When did we go? When
0: we went to, remember we went to Paintball? Paintball. That was. That was
1: the November of, of 2020, right?
0: I think so. Yeah, because yeah. 2019, I don't think we.
1: We didn't do anything. Not all, Not with me. It was November. It was Thanksgiving weekend of 2020. Yeah,
0: because I know whose birthday it was.
1: Yeah, but it was um,
0: week. That I was week. We It were... was last year. It was yeah. last year. Two, mm-hmm. Almost
1: damn, almost two years ago, and girl, I'm still reeling from that in a way that I've. It's a different pain, yeah. actually, and like it's not like oh my god, like you know, I I would. It's not like oh my god, I'm feeling to fall in love again. It's like you know why why not? Life is so fucking short. If you if you meet someone and, and you fall in love and you get married, if it doesn't work, it doesn't fucking work. Like you know, like what what can you do? I'm not. Marriage, I'm not afraid of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not afraid of marriage. I'm just afraid of wasting my time. Yeah. That's my thing. I like- think that's
0: what it is, that I've gotten so tired because I've always had a hmm, a plan when it comes to a relationship. I'm in a relationship, and if it's serious, like we always had a plan. So when things don't go well, it's just like I get very frustrated and, you know. That's all I can say about that (laughs) that, because I can't go into detail. But you know, I I don't know. I have like I'm still going through my phases. I'm still in the healing process, and that's something that you know I'm very very working like hard with with my therapist. It's not just hurt that I dealt with in relationships, but also in just with my family. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a whole because I realized a lot of things, like for instance, in in the schools of my marriage too. One thing that I grew up with with was uh, the abandonment. So when he did what he did to me, I felt abandoned. I felt disowned. I felt everything. So I bring that into my relationships, and that's why I'm just like okay. I need to continue healing. I need to separate myself from that whole abandonment phase because it's not from them, and it has nothing to do with the guy. It's just something that I just dealt with.
1: Wow, and I I get that. I can I can get that hundred percent. That what your traumas bleed into your romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like your relationship with your mother helps you develop into the type of woman you're gonna be. Your mm-hmm. your relationship with your father figure kind of determines the type of relationship you'll have and i feel like with me my biggest problem is that i feel like i'm invincible like i could do everything by myself like and then my men be like so if you could do everything by yourself what do you need me here for yeah if you if you you got it if you this if you that if you this if you everything like Mm -hmm. what do you need me for and then one, one thing that i hate that i do and then you know it's it's i have the strong black woman syndrome I don't need you. You could leave. Mm. I don't need you. Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how painful that is or how disgusting that sounds
0: to yeah. someone
1: who you supposedly love. Like, the slightest inconvenience. I'm like, bye. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You want to like, go? Go. The door's right there. Not even you want to go. I want you to go. Bye. See <laughs> if you can find better bye. Like, mm-hmm. you know I'm saying? like, it's like, I know what I bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, like, I'm not clingy. saying? <laughs> like, I'm mm-hmm. a guy's girl when it comes to certain things. Like I love sports. I love space. I love, like, I'm not up on you, stuff like that. So I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, I can see where that's a hindrance in a relationship too. Like I can see where that's disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Like you having a little disagreement, and I'm calling you all kinds of of, of names and all <laughs> kinds of stuff like that. Like it's like, damn, bitch! I just asked you what you wanted for dinner, and you just like <laughs> you just. Oh, yeah, I think one of my
0: yeah. one of my issues that he had with me in in my marriage was that I'm superwoman, and I'm super strong. And you know, any guy that's dealt with me or like received a punch from me. They know how hard I can hit. So there was a a scenario where our our bedroom set was gifted by my mother and my stepfather at that time. And he couldn't figure out how to grab the mattress. And I see my stepfather's getting pissed off because she's like, this fucker can't do it. I knew how to do it. So I I said, I got it. So I lifted the mattress and I took it upstairs. I think, like, a day or two later, like, he has a face, and I was like, what's wrong with you? You made me feel like a pussy. And I was like, what do you mean? Because you dare like, you grabbed the mattress, and you made me feel less like a man. And I was just like, because I knew how to do it? I'm the firstborn. And I was raised by all the guys.
1: I'm a firstborn, too. And I'm a firstborn, and I'm the only girl from my, like... I was the girl, like, I had a, my dad, you know, my mom, I have a strong, strong-willed, very, like, my mother is, like, what you would think, like, like a Gemma from Sons of Anarchy, anybody who watches Sons of Anarchy. Like, mm-hmm. my mother's, like, cut from that Cersei cloth from, from from Game of Thrones. Like, there's nothing that's more important than her children. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm
1: saying? My, I, You know, my mom got married to my stepdad when I was young. So I had the the, the freaking, uh, my stepdad, it's disrespectful to even call him a stepdad, my pop. You know, mm-hmm. he was like the sitcom dad, like breakfast, dinner, like, you know, daddy's little girl. And I had my dad and my dad's side of the family. So mm-hmm. it's like, I never missed out on having male figures in my life that, you know, treated me really well and showed me that I was a princess, eventually a queen. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, I didn't deserve to be treated anything less than. So even with my ex, like, he didn't treat me mediocre. So I'm not even going to sit there, like, even when he courted me, you know what I'm saying? Like, he courted me for months before we even, you know, really started dating. We did dates. You know, he bought me gifts. We did couples things. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was not like, oh, I met you one day and then two days later we living together and I'm pregnant. Like yeah. it was we he courted me, which is completely different. And then um I grew up with my grandfather, you know, my father's dad, my dad, my uncle, you know, my mom's two brothers were in my life, you know, they tragically died young. You know, my stepdad, my my stepdad's dad. So it's just like there was never a shortage of love. hmm But I feel like Maybe I put high expert. No, I didn't put. I didn't put shit. I don't apologize. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I don't want to be a liar. You know, what I'm saying, oh, you know, oh, I could have, could have, would have, should have. Like people do what they. I feel like if somebody wanted to do right, they would have.
0: Mhm. Yeah, <laughs> like that's yeah because you know like he technically in his in his um, parents' marriage he's the only child. His mom does have kids from previous marriage, and same for his father. Mm -hmm. But, you know, his father was a lot older when he was born. So he didn't have what I had. I had all that male structure. So anything like my father now is just like, you like building stuff? And I was like, I I love building stuff. You know, I can do it by myself. I don't need assistance. And, you know, it's just a lot of things that, that taught me to be independent. Mm -hmm. especially when it came to like building things like i don't have to ask guy like hey can you you know how to use a drill like can you do this for me i'm that's a person like i'll figure that shit out
1: no i thank god for my sister knock on wood because between my sister is really handy my my pop is really handy my dad is handy my grandfather's handy because i don't i was one of those girls and i hate to say this about myself because i am you know telling on myself now I was one of those girls who did not know how to cook did not mm. do, did not do did not have to some you know what I'm saying like my mother was like oh you don't have to learn how to do laundry like why are you doing laundry like yeah he's going my dad would be like you know keep your head in the books because eventually someone's gonna do your laundry for you so <laughs> <laughs> I am Dead serious. So it was like so different. I when I became a wife, I had to learn how to cook. I didn't know how mm-hmm. to cook anything. Um he was always like really super tidy, so it was never like any anything like that. But like I didn't know how to bowl. Anybody could tell you, like the first time I tried to boil rice, it was crunchy.
0: hmm
1: So I didn't rice know. is so hard. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> and the mashed potatoes was like stuck to the bowl. Like oh <laughs> I was just a mess. I was a whole mess. Like I don't know how I could cook so well now. I don't know what happened. You know, like I said, thank God for my sister and YouTube because
0: Oh yeah. I did not you know
1: too. nothing. I'm like, he's he's marrying me. I don't cook. I don't clean. I don't do none of this stuff. He had to basically take on those roles. Like it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Like
0: yeah, I knew how to do that stuff. Like I wasn't I only knew how to make beef. All I knew how to do
1: was fried chicken. My my childhood best friends could tell you. All I knew how to do was fry corned beef, chicken wings, mm-hmm. and that's it. I think I ate a drink of Pepsi. My my daily diet was Pepsi, chicken from the chicken spot, and my and polio string cheese and cigarettes. That was it.
0: Oh my lord. Yeah, like I knew how to cook, but it wasn't as much as I know how to do now. Because now I'm just like, I'm always investigating. Pinterest is my life. YouTube is my life. Um, rice is complicated as fuck. Anybody who says it's not, screw you. Because it is. Um,
1: I, it. I don't know how I went from not being able to cook until then starting to the host Thanksgiving. Now I cook Thanksgiving dinner for everybody.
0: One thing that um, that Brit had asked me like a couple of years ago, she was like, can you make aro, like arroz con gandules? And I was like, nope, I cannot make arroz con gandules for nothing. But it's also because it's just like, I got like, when I lived with my mom, I got tired of Spanish food. So when I learned how to cook, I was going for more Italian. So mm-hmm. whenever I would cook at home, and I got tired of the Spanish, I would make my Italian food.
1: Yeah, I mean, I learned how to make all kinds of stuff. That's how I got so fucking fat, because <laughs> I was making penne. I was making jerk pork, I was making every, any and everything
0: you Ooh, could cook. Jerk think pork, of. that sounds
1: interesting. Girl, any and many, anything you could think of, like, I was cooking it. And that's the thing is, like I said, when when I met him, I didn't know how to make anything. Mm-hmm. I, I survived off of cigarettes, Pepsi, polio, string cheese. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why I was much thinner then because I didn't. I used to be on these people's streets just smoking cigarettes and eating food. Wow.
0: Yeah, no, I. It's so funny now because now that I don't live with my family i be craving Spanish food all the time. The and home. so, and it's also been like for the past couple of years, I want to get more in tune of my Puerto Rican roots because I grew up Salvadorian. Like that right. was what my Salvadorian, I mean, that's my stepdad's that family and my sisters are from. They're half Puerto Rican, half Salvadorian. So I only knew about the Salvadoran life. I don't know shit about Puerto Rico. I've been in Puerto Rico once. I wanted to go again, but I'll then feel well. And I just, like, there's a lot of people that I follow on TikTok that make a lot of Puerto Rican dishes, and that's where I've learned to start my Puerto Rican dishes. Nice. But back then, I wasn't making nothing Puerto Rican-wise. Everything was either pasta, and he was like, yo, I'm so tired of pasta. I was like, not me. I love pasta. (laughs) That's but crazy. You know, crazy. sometimes you jump into marriage and you just you don't know certain things. Like you so you can you can know how to cook, you can know how to clean. But it's more it's
1: more than, it's more than yeah. that to be a wife like or a husband. Like you don't realize like and also this is another thing that that's really big for me. It's like stop expecting things to change once you get married. Yeah. Like, it's like, you're not going to miraculously start to get along. You're not going to miraculously, you know, marry a new person. Like, you're marrying who you're marrying. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you accept that, like, you know, you it's just about growing together.
0: Yeah. And
1: it only works, and, I, and I'll be honest with you too, marriages and relationships only work when the man loves the woman more.
0: Say it louder.
1: They only work when a man is in love.
0: Yeah.
1: If you are the one that's in love, prepare yourself for disappointment, yep. resentment,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: a lot of flexibility and understanding. Because even though we all speak different love languages, we all are different people. We we have different yeah. needs and different this. But You know when a man is in love with his woman. There's certain things he won't do. There's certain things that he would do just for her. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Because he can tell you, oh, I don't do this, this, is a that. But the moment he does it for you, Mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You said you don't do this, but you're doing it for Mm -hmm. me. Okay.
1: And being in love is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's even more beautiful when you love them and they love you more. Mm Mm-hmm period. And I you know that's just, that's just the truth.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like even, you know, I'm just talking about like heterosexual relationships for the most part. Um, even though, like I said, gender norms are, are, are fucking crazy and stupid, but like, I always found that relationships work better when the man is just as or more so invested yeah. because I feel like when there were moments where I wasn't as invested, I felt like they would do just a little bit more, and I felt like there were times when I would be a little bit too invested, and I found myself full of resentment because it's just like, bro, like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, I get it. Trust me,
1: for sure. And like, as of right now, like, I'm, I'm going through a journey where I want to try being by myself for a while. Um, okay. I realized that I spent all of my adult life either married or in a committed, serious relationship. From 21 to 36, I was only single for seven months.
0: Yeah,
1: that's not enough time. So mm-hmm. take your time. But like I said, I wouldn't. I would. I. I would never shun marriage. It's a beautiful thing. At that moment, you you decide to want to love someone and honor them forever. It doesn't always happen, but in that moment, you knew—you know, you make peace with the fact that you chose someone and someone chose you, Mm -hmm. whether it doesn't last. You're not the same person you were when you got married. Mm -hmm. You're not the same person you were when you got divorced.
0: That's right. You know? Pero, my queen, thank you so much for coming on
1: and sharing
0: your divorce story with me. The wisdom. The yes, of course, always was done. But I'm am a if
1: you guys want to hear the dirty details, you can cash at me on my OnlyFans. <laughs> and I will show <laughs> if you really want to, if you really want to know <laughs> the real, real,
0: but I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, try to remember shit. now to tell everybody. Because like, I'm um, so used to us on talk but Janelle usually says, Sorry everybody right where they can find you at." But go ahead and plug yourself, girl.
1: Um, well, you can find me on social media at Tavia Regina. Um, mm-hmm. it's the same. Oh, I'm just, I'm trying to check. I don't really plug myself. I'm so weird. Like I don't plug myself.
0: Listen, I'm I'm maybe trying maybe to get the, the adjustment.
1: <laughs> I, I plug everybody else. I make a, a I made a fucking living plugging other people. But <laughs> for myself, you can find me at Tavia Regina. There you the go. Woman who is heavily made up in her pictures. This is what I like. <laughs> With no food, two hours at the gym.
0: Ay, ay, ay. The make and sport. then don't forget to follow the Your Sports show. Oh, and guys, catch yeah. her there. <laughs> Forgot about them. We got you, Dre.
1: We got you. <laughs> I about that. Okay.
0: All righty. Thank you so much for coming on. It's I'm great. Amanda. Bye.